You've heard of the Space Force, that new defense agency that's still taking shape, maybe. But you probably haven't heard about a Space National Guard. But that might be the next logical step if Congress approves the new military service. It's just one item on a full agenda for the Armed Services Committees, with a preview into what the Senate Armed Services Committee has in store for its defense authorization bill. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni joins me now in studio. And let's talk about the Space Force, which doesn't officially or legally exist yet. Uh, what about a Space National Guard? How'd this all come up? Right. Well, it's sort of been part of the whole idea from the beginning. But the thing is, is that the Defense Department didn't really want to push all of that because they're trying to make this seem like a, a very simple rollout. So this year uh, and, and this original creation of the Space Force is all about putting the original bureaucracy of the Space Force together. That means putting a lot of budgeteers and personnel people together. And it's a, a pretty modest rollout uh, of what they're requesting at this point. It's only about $72 million, which in the grand scheme of the Defense Department, really not that much money. Uh, the thing is, is that the Air Force, which the, the Space Force will go under, uh, excuse me, the Space Force will go under the Air Force. And the Air Force at this point says, you know, they don't really see how this is going to uh, operate without having some sort of guard or reserve uh, component to this. And right now, the the National Guard has about 1,500 people who are operating in space, and that's direct space operations with the the Air National Guard. And it comes within seven states. Those states are a a handful of ones that you you would probably expect. Alaska, you know, where you you can see the stars pretty well over there. But, you know, other ones where you really don't, Florida, New York, Arkansas. So uh, in those seven states, there are space operators, and they're planning on adding two more states in the next in the coming months. And so what the Air National Guard is saying is that they want to take those those states and have an active space guard component within those states, but not within the 54 states and territories that they uh, already operate in with the other guard components. Right, because the Air Force has to be everywhere just in case there's some sort of an emergency in the air and they have to, God forbid, scramble jets and shoot down a something. Right. That's not likely to happen in space, at least this decade, but who knows down the line. So – the Armed Services Committees, would this be something that would be in the NDAAs this coming year for Space Force? So, so the, the thing that they're trying to do is, is they're sort of doing a phased approach with this. So with the, I, I recently spoke with the Air National Guard Director, uh, Lieutenant General L. Scott Rice, and he said that right now they just want to get the thing up and, and ready, right? So that would just have the active duty component. And that active duty component would go ahead and, and, and set up the, the personnel, all that stuff, as I said before. Maybe a year or two after that, they would start setting up the guard and reserve components. That's something that uh, that current secretary of the Air Force, Heather Wilson, who's actually leaving soon, said that she would be uh, in in favor of. She really said that she doesn't see how the Space Force could operate without a reserve or guard component. So. Uh, this was is something that would come later on down the line after they have sort of their ducks in a row, and then they can start uh, creating this this sort of space guard. The nice thing about the space guard, Rice told me, is that you know they their mission won't change, but they have this this really great opportunity to bring in people from maybe SpaceX or bring in people from um, lots of different 
areas around the world or around the nation that uh, have space expertise who don't want to leave their job but still want to do some sort of public service. It's a you know one-third on, two-thirds off type situation. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni and, of course, a National Guard and space operations. It's not like you go anywhere. They sit at ground stations and process data, basically, and right. maybe steer satellites or aim them in some different way. So the National Guard would be a permanent structure, and then the reserve component would be people who come in and out according to some schedule each year, as they do in all the other reserve components. Exactly. Yeah. They, and they would you know, be drawing on these people who are you know, regular private citizens for most of their lives, but then one or two weeks out of the month end up you know, doing uh, some sort of guard work or, or work on space. Well, there's a lot going on in space in the military. Just a few weeks ago, I interviewed Fred Kennedy. He is the director of the Space Development Agency, which is a purple agency or civilian agency aligned with all of this, right. trying to get changes in the way the Air Force and other services buy their space services. So a lot of ferment there. And Congress went along with the Space Development Agency. Is it generally understood that they're going to go along with the Space Force? It's not. And in fact, the House appropriators recently came out with their defense appropriations bill. It's about $700 billion outside of some of the other $33 billion that's going to go to uh, the uh, Energy Department and other places like that. And they do not have the $72 million that would go into the Space Force. They do uh, do give money to the uh, development agency, which sort of brings together a lot of that uh, disorganized acquisition areas that that they had before in space. But what they did was give $15 million to the study of how to better create a space force in the next uh, year. So more studies kicking the can down the road a little bit. Um, You know, and the the National Air Guard director also said, you know, it's not his decision to if it's a good or bad thing. It's his it's his job to make sure that this works. And I think Congress right now is sort of in this sort of existential uh, question of do we need a space force or can the Air Force figure out what to do with with the space uh, component and domain at this point. So uh, that's the real struggle that they're in. We still have three other committees that are going to be needed to create the space force and also to fund it. So the authorization bills will really give make that policy. And then the, the appropriations bills will be the ones that will put in the actual money that the Defense Department needs to set this thing up. So, um, you know, there's likely a battle between Democrats and Republicans coming up on this. Well, you know, it sounds like something where they're just shuffling around the spaces and the people and the offices and the money. But when there is something different, should there be something different called the Space Force, I think it would change the military posture and change the way people look at space. If they know there's a specific military component. I mean, there is now. It's called the Air Force. But somehow with a separate name, it might change the mission and advance how the nation looks at space, I think. Right. And a lot of people forget that this is not something that originated within the Trump administration. This is something that came before that with a bipartisan effort with Democrats and Republicans in the House uh, Armed Services Committee. And and so, and what they're trying to do is was bring attention to the space domain. It's something that China has really put a lot of effort into. And if you remember, uh, not that long ago, China destroyed one of their satellites and caused chaos around the the orbit of, of Earth. And that really raised some eyebrows. And from there, I think the Defense Department is realizing that space is a serious domain that they yep. want to keep their advantage in. Yeah, China said, look what we can do. Right. And while we have you, Scott, on the Senate NDAA deliberations, there's some news about housing, always a bugaboo for the military these days. That's right. And they're also going to be talking about space issues that will be coming up, too. The, the actual NDAA is going to be released from the Senate Armed Services Committee 
today. Uh, but at this point, they've said that in the housing, if you remember, there's been this issue with privatized on base housing with mold, mice, lead paint, all that stuff uh, on these housing, which has been creating some sicknesses for military members and their families. There, It looks like they're going to be fencing some funds to make sure that uh, the Defense Department keeps up to date with what they're doing and, and keeps their uh, their feet on the gas pedal when it comes to fixing and remedi- remediating these issues. Uh, it also looks like they're going to be trying to renegotiate some contracts with these management companies and ensure that they are really taking care of their, their residents. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.